Welcome to the Fundamental Baptist Podcast. There are many types of Baptists, but being a Baptist once meant that you were a fundamentalist. Over the years, many Baptists have strayed from the fundamentals and thus attack those who remain true to the faith. This podcast will address the issues surrounding what it means to be a fundamental Baptist. Somebody said, Brother House, fundamentalists are changing, aren't they? No, fundamentalists don't change. Folks quit being fundamentalists. God says when the troubles come, He said, fight. You can't fight. He said, withstand. You can't withstand. He said, stand. What does it mean to stand? He said, don't change. What? Don't change what? Number one, don't change what you believe. Here we will reason concerning the scriptures about the doctrines we hold dear. We believe in souls being saved, lives being changed, and Bible doctrines being strengthened by the Word of God. We believe in the local church, soul winning, missions, and everything taught in the King James Bible. I thank God tonight for this wonderful Bible. You know, I, I thank God it's a perfect book, and I, I love the Bible. Doesn't need any addition, no correction, nothing taken from it. Thank God tonight for the Holy Bible. I like it just like it is. We are not ashamed of being fundamental Baptists, and we want to encourage others to remain true to the Bible, their Baptist heritage, and to not change what they have been given. You just stick with the book. You can't beat this book. Why does every generation feel that we've got to change it just a little bit because our daddy did it fast for us, and our granddaddy did it like that, and let's change it just a little bit. You change it, and things that are different are not the same. The same commit thou to faithful men. Thank you for joining us in our discussion of what it means to be a fundamental Baptist. Hello and welcome. Welcome to the Fundamental Baptist Podcast. Hey, we're glad that you're here. I have a guest on today. We have a young church planter. Um, boy, how important is that for uh, us to plant new churches? So many churches have gone a wrong way and they don't believe or do what they uh, used to believe and do anymore. So, hey, we need some good guys planting good churches. So have a guest with me today. And your name is, sir? Tim Peterson. Tim Peterson, nice to meet you. Uh, somebody recommended you, so I thought I'd bring you on and um, do a nice little to interview. Meet you too. Nice yes, to meet good. You too. I, I heard this was a pretty good podcast. But <laughs> That's not sure. It, it is. Yeah, you never know what you're going to get from it. So, uh, hey, have you ever been on uh, this podcast before? I, I think so. I think well, it was a while back. I think it was a while back. Oh, were you like my first co-host when we started this podcast? I I think so. Wow. Oh yeah. That's yeah. What I you're remember. My, you're my son-in-law <laughs> that started this podcast with me. And then you bailed on me something about God calling you to California to start a church or something like that. Is, is that really true? Yep, it is. <laughs> All right. So, Hey, we'll get to that. Um, yes, this is my son-in-law, brother Tim Peterson. He married my oldest daughter, Sarah. And um, a few uh, months ago, they uh, felt like God wanted them to go to California and start a church. And so uh, they came to my wife and I uh, after Sunday night over to the house and like, okay, this is a big deal. What are they going to tell us? They're expecting again. Uh, they have seven children. And um, but I think she was pregnant at the time, so it couldn't be that. So, all right, what is this? And uh, he said, what do you what do you do when you believe or you feel like God wants you to go plant a church? He said, I don't like California. I don't want to go to California, but I feel like that's what God wants me to do. <laughs> and so me being a good father-in-law and not wanting to leave my grandkids, I said, forget it. It doesn't matter God's will. You're <laughs> staying here. No, exactly the opposite. Brother Tim, what did I say when you asked me that? Yeah, when I, when I asked you, you said, if God's calling you, you go. You go. 
you go. And uh, and so uh, God worked all that out for them to do that. Now, I did tell him later, see, I was praying about it. I really believe, you know, this is God's will for you to go, but you just need to leave the grandchildren here. And and mm -hmm. uh, I don't I don't think you guys agreed to that. <laughs> no, <laughs> maybe next time. Maybe next time. So uh, awesome. I want you to hear Brother Tim's testimony. I love this. We need a hundred. We need a thousand. We need 10,000. Uh, Brother Tim Peterson's out there planting and starting new churches. And so I wanted to encourage you with this. So Brother Tim, uh, tell me a quick salvation story. When you got saved, what church you grew up in, your pastor, uh, all of that, your uh, teenage and high school years. Yes, absolutely. So I grew up in Southern California. I'm originally from here. My family still lives out here. And um, I was saved at the age of three and got assurance of my salvation when I got a little bit older. But um, I still remember it when I was three years old, praying and trusting Christ with my dad. And um, and I remember pretty much the whole thing and um, grew up in church. We got to go to our Christian school at Faith Baptist Church in Wildemar, California. Uh, my home pastor is Pastor Bruce Goddard. And so um, growing up there. And got to be involved, very involved all growing up. And that church is uh, a place of ministry and pushes ministry and serving God and and just a church that's full of servants and a place that at the time you didn't realize how great of a place it was growing up, but you realize it a lot more once you're older. But um, grew, grew up there, went off to Bible college. Oh, so going back, actually, at the age of nine, um, I surrendered to preach. And I didn't know what all that uh, entailed or what uh, God's plan was for that, but just wanted to surrender my life to serve God and to preach his word. And so uh, I went off to Bible college and at the time uh, felt God was calling me to Lexington, Kentucky. Why? I don't know, uh, because um, I had never been to Lexington, Kentucky, but there was a Bible college out there, uh, Commonwealth Baptist and where I went. And before even the first day is where I met uh, Sarah, my wife, um, your daughter, and it was she had already been there a couple of years and uh, and she was just waiting for the right guy, I guess. And uh, and so anyway, got to meet her and we uh, went to uh, went to Bible college, dated and got married um, going into my senior year. And um, the way that that God just worked in all of that and the timing and everything was just amazing. And we could go on for a, a long time just on God's perfect timing and, and will and everything. And so um, shortly before after we, we were go, married, before we go forward, I want to back up on one thing. So, so um, when did you see uh, your wife? Um, like even a picture of her, what, what was, what was that? So. Yeah, I, I saw her uh, in a cat in the, the, college catalog uh before i ever went to college but it was one of those catalogs you just figured they'd been using for a long time so you didn't really think that the people in the catalog or the you know promotional booklet was were actually going to be there and so anyway then i showed up to college and saw her and i was like oh i know her i've seen her in the catalog so uh <laughs> so i had seen her before but um yeah. And um, then uh, when I did their wedding, we had some fun with it. Uh, uh, if you want to watch, uh, you can YouTube the U the Tim Peterson uh, wedding. <laughs> There's a lot of yeah. views on it, but we had a lot of fun with it. But uh, I said, when Tim first saw Sarah, the lights dimmed, the music played, their eyes locked on each other, and it was candlelight. And it really was. The power had gone out. Tim came into yeah. the church. They were using uh, lanterns and uh, like old timey uh, lamps. It was a candlelight. And, their, and the music was playing, of course, church getting ready to start and their eyes locked on each other. And he's like, 
that's the girl from the catalog. And she was like, huh, there's a good looking guy. There haven't been any up here. Where has he been? And anyway, uh, it wasn't quote, you know, Smith and love at first sight, but there's definitely an attraction there. Uh, literally from the first second, <laughs> he's like, that's the girl from the catalog. So we had a lot yeah. of fun with that. So, all right. So, um, so you finished your time at um, Commonwealth and then God led you to graduate or to finish your degree. How? Yeah, finished with Independent Baptist Online College and got awesome. to finish out uh, there. Got to learn a ton um, from ministry leaders who have been preaching for three, four, five decades. And so I got to finish um, with them, and that was a big blessing. And uh, and I did that while I was married and while we were expecting um, our first child. So um, we moved down to Tennessee shortly after being married and got to serve there and be the youth director and uh, work on staff and things for you for uh, about six and a half years, six and a half, seven years or so. The and, worst uh, six years of your life. It was like <laughs> purgatory. Uh, yeah, it was, so, it was terrible. <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny. I don't, maybe you have a different memory, but I don't remember ever you working with me that there was ever a problem or a crossword. I don't know that I ever had to get on you or upset or anything. Um, and I say this honestly and genuinely, Brother Tim is a solid hardworking, uh, faithful, believe right, loves God, soul wins, helps people. Um, man, there was no no complaint. I was hoping and praying God would allow us to serve the Lord for years and years, but uh, hey, to get to help be a part of uh, him planting a church in California, what a great thing that is. So so um, how did that work? The calling, okay. And like you said, you love Tennessee. You didn't want to go back to California. We're, we got great ideas and plans here. You're excited about all of those. So how did you first feel like uh, stirring of God wanting you to go do this? And how did you know it was God? Um, well, and just to back up a little bit, uh, working at Family Baptist Church and things, and um, I was working a full-time job as well, uh, along with that, and just had an incredible six and a half years there. We um, we planned on being there for a long time and serving together for a long time. That was definitely in the plan. God had let us purchase a house in 2018, and um, we had our first uh, six children there, and just, I mean, um, so many neat things over the last uh over the last three years with the youth department, uh, we saw well over 300 people saved as a youth department uh, and just um, people getting saved and a lot of neat uh, work with the teenagers just had a blast. And so I uh, didn't plan, didn't have any special plans. And I, I dead sure would never go back to California. When you're living in Tennessee for that long, you're not going back to California. You don't even tell people you're from California. You just, <laughs> you just say you're from out of state. That's not, that's not something you tell people. Um, and so, um, and plus, plus with having a lot of kids there, you know, it was even financially, it makes no sense to go to California. Um, and nothing makes sense about it. So, um, towards the end of last year, just, uh, praying and talking to God. And, and I just, I went to God just to remind him, Hey, um, I'm still yours, whatever you want me to do. If you want me to stay here, which I love staying here, uh, and we're settled. It's actually the, the, um, job that I just switched to was the best paying job I'd ever had in my life. Um, it was, uh, it was really good and everything was good. And so, but I just wanted God to know that I'm still his. And if he wants to change that all up, then I was open to it. And so I just reminded God of that, not thinking that anything was going to change specifically, but, um, um, pretty much towards around Christmas time, uh, something had come up and in a conversation, my dad in passing said something about starting a church. And, 
And it was, it was just in passing. And it wasn't even a suggestion that I should do it, that, that you need to do this, that anything. It just, we were just talking about, um, uh, Jesus coming back at some point and more we got to do to serve him. And anyway, it just, it came up and the comment was made briefly and in passing and immediately, immediately just everything inside of me, uh, uh, just was God saying, uh, yep, yep. And, uh, so started, I told my wife what I was uh, thinking and just, I don't know what, what that meant and why all of a sudden I felt like God wants me to start a church, um, in California, that was immediately what sort of all started going through my head. So I was around Christmas time and had some vacation time and spent several days praying, fasting, just going to God like, what do you want me to do with this? Because I, I wasn't planning on that at all. Um, I wasn't ever planning on starting a church, number one, uh, that was not in my goals or plans. Number two, I was dead sure if I were to ever start a church would not choose California. And um, but growing up there, I felt like God was really laying it on my heart to do that. And the more I prayed, the more um I was just thinking through everything. The more God laid on my heart, who's actually going to California? And I, I really believe California is on the forefront um, of the decline of our country. And it's where California goes uh, and a few of the other liberal states, but especially California, where it goes, it's it's just a few, a year or two ahead of the rest of the country. Everybody else sort of follows them. And it's a mess. It's a complete mess. And politically, financially, um, it's perverse, it's messed up, everything, it's just dark. And so the more I started praying about it, um, was just really felt like God was leading me back to where I grew up and to that area. And, uh, that's nothing I ever expected, but the more we prayed about it, the more it felt like God was calling me. So then that's when, um, a couple weeks into praying about it, I went to you about it and just, uh, laid it all out and then asked you, what do you think I should do with this? <laughs> And, uh, and then go ahead. Here we are. Nope. And here we yeah. are. So awesome. All right. Hey, tell us the name of this church and, uh, and, uh, where that came from. Yep. We chose the name foundations Baptist church. And, uh, the reason for that is because I think, I think at this point, and if you ever listen to any of the podcasts, uh, with fundamental Baptist podcasts in the beginning or anything like that, I, I think so many people, especially young people are turning away from the foundations uh, and the fundamental truths of God's word. And they are constantly looking for a new thing, trying to look for some way to make the Christian life easier. And uh, as we know in Psalms, it says that the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? And we live in a country where the foundations have been uh, have been destroyed, they've been cracked, and uh, there is a way to repair them though, and that's with Jesus Christ, right? Other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. And he's the one uh, Jesus Christ and his word is the foundation we're supposed to build upon. And so we chose that for a name because we wanted a church that, that showed that we weren't going to change. It was a church that was going to be solid. Uh, it was going to be firm and it's going to be built on Jesus Christ and his word. And we're not changing that ever. And we're not changing our beliefs. We're not changing the, the truths that have been handed to us. Um, we believe that like Paul told Timothy, the same commit thou to faithful men, we're supposed to take that and commit the same thing that's been given us and pass it along. We're not trying to change it, twist it, uh, find a way around it. We're trying to commit the same to faithful men. And, and that's been our plan. And that's why we chose that name. Wow. So how old are you? How old are you, brother Tim? 27. 27. So is that Gen Z or millennial? Where, where does, where does that I, fall in? I don't have a clue. <laughs> I don't have a clue. That's I, funny. I get I was... lost in all the letters. Just, <laughs> I, I, 
if you attach a letter to it, I think it sounds uh, like the LBGTQ. Yeah, it just exactly. sounds terrible, so I don't like it. So <laughs> as a young preacher, you're not one of these woke mod changing all the standards and beliefs and, you know, it's okay to drink and you wear anything and no, there's no standards. You're not one of those guys? Absolutely not. I, I completely <laughs> reject that. And I think anybody going down that path is on a way to destruction and uh, it's going to destroy them. And, um, and then they're going to have to give an account for the people they led down that path. It's, it's a mess. It's an absolute mess. And so anybody who takes that stance is very unbiblical and I pray for them, but man, that's, that's dangerous. Absolutely. And by the way, if you want to see if this is just something he uh, came up with now, uh, you can go back to the uh, beginning episodes. I had to be gone a couple of times and brother Tim and his brother, who's the youth director um, for the Goddard youth director. Uh, yeah at Faith Baptist in Wildemar, California. They did a couple podcasts together. And uh, do you remember the title of that was and what you talked about? Um, yeah, well, we talked about why we're independent fundamental Baptists and <laughs> what that means to us. Amen. This is way back before you ever planned on starting a church in California. And so, and I can vouch for that. I'm believes right, lives right, uh, wants to do right, and uh, not trying to change it. Um, you're not going to improve on the Word of God. You're not going to improve on the King James Bible. You're not going to improve on biblical standards of modesty and music and uh, staying away from the things that mess people up. So um, I can definitely vouch for that. So, um, so let me get this right before you went to plant the church you went on deputation for a year you raised a whole bunch of money you got you know a few grand coming in every month of support from all the churches you went to was is that right yeah something like that it was pretty close we <laughs> uh ended up coming out with uh support from you and family baptist church so oh, oh wow one church okay yep. <laughs> uh, so you you just like step out by faith and think god's gonna help you and take care of you is that right I've heard, I've heard that we're supposed to have faith. So that's what they tell me. <laughs> Man, when we came down to start uh, our church 30 years ago, I had one friend that was going to send me $25 a month and another friend that was going to send me $50 a month. And, um, and uh, we got delayed a little bit. My wife was supposed to have a baby and it got delayed. So we went to a church or two and uh, they said, well, you know, we've helped guys start a church that never started. So, you know, go down there and then we'll uh, look at, look at helping him. Okay. So we got down here, moved here and then talked to some and said, well, um, you know, prove you're going to make it six months or so. And, um, and then we'll look at supporting you <laughs> six months. I'll be dead. Thanks. You know? Uh, <laughs> and uh, I said, well, thank you. We won't need support in six months will be up and running and and things it was amazing um there was not a lot of people looking wanting to help and support guys starting churches and i hope that through the years that's changed that we see the need to have new churches because so many times churches go down they go the wrong way and so um I wanted you to hear what Brother Tim's doing. I want you to be able to pray for them and uh, also to be able to support them. So, um, Brother Tim, tell us, um, have you started yet and what happened and uh, or or what happened right when you moved out there? Like you didn't move out there um, with any special family life complications or anything, right? So, well, right. So right after we we surrendered to God's will and said, okay, we're going to do this, we're, we're, we're going to move is when we found out we were expecting uh, our seven. So we didn't know even before that. And I, I think God probably didn't want us to know because we probably would have said, okay, maybe in a couple of years or I don't know, I, I'm not sure, right. but, but we, we weren't, we didn't know that. So then we found, found out, you know, surprise, surprise, uh, number seven on the way. So, um, and not that we were super surprised, but we're just thanking God. Okay. But, you know, we're excited. We're going to do that at the same time. So, 
Um, so we, this all this all happened end of last year, uh, going into 2023 and January. So we started making the steps and um, sold our house and got out by, uh, I believe, middle of June and um, flew uh, Sarah and the kids out. And then I flew back. And then by the way, my... could you imagine this? Could you imagine in an airport with a pregnant wife and six little ones? Now, your children's ages are? uh six five four four three one and a half and now zero <laughs> so they have twins twin boys okay six five four four you said yep. three the twins are four yep. one and a half and just a month old so uh imagine going through the airport like that okay i mean that's an adventure that uh everybody ought to experience once right is <laughs> <laughs> we made sure to get a straight through flight and uh we were not going to do any layovers or anything <laughs> like that and and we made it so um so okay. we got go ahead so that? you got there you yeah. got settled and uh yeah, and, got there uh, and then moved out and the timing of everything we could talk about that for a while but the timing was just incredible and and God worked out a place uh for us to rent and a house right in the area we were looking at and just and and without at the time we didn't have that all set up as we were going so God worked out the timing of that as well where we didn't have to unload our our moving truck or anything and and so anyway every step of the way God was in it, helped us through a couple breakdowns once I was driving across the country and uh, things like that. And then um, and then uh, so once we we're getting closer to the church start, uh, we started October 1st, but um, we were expecting uh, our seventh child around the middle of August or so. And so we figured we'd still have another six weeks till the church start. But um my wife went a little bit further uh, in her, uh, not than her due date, but then she's ever been with any of the other children. And uh, so it, it all got pushed out a few weeks. Everything was a little bit crazy. And um, so we were three weeks out from the, from the start of our church and uh, woke up on a Thursday morning and my wife was definitely in labor and it all happened uh, very fast. And we didn't make it out of the house. We were trying to, but we didn't make it out of the house. So I got the wonderful opportunity to deliver our uh, seventh child or fifth son. And uh, God was in all of that as well. And I'm very grateful that that all worked out and uh, and God kept them safe and everything like that. So that was an interesting thing leading up to it, for sure. <laughs> Never a dull moment, for sure. So um, the kids yep. the kids woke up in the morning and they're their kids love babies. Can't wait for a baby. Mommy's having a baby. So excited about the baby. And um, what they get up in the morning and find out what? <laughs> what? Yeah, the baby's here and we never left the house. So they they just woke up. They had no clue anything was happening. And then a little bit later, my wife came out and and had had our son. And and so anyway, they were they were pretty excited. Um, so to them, everything was super easy and and no problems. So <laughs> no, absolutely. That's exciting. So you had three weeks after the baby to get ready for everything and then start the church. So uh, tell where the church is at and uh, how did it go on the uh, launch and the start and uh, and some special stories of what God's done so far. Yes, absolutely. So we, uh, we've been renting out a middle school here in Rialto, California, and been able to 
rent out their facilities. And uh, so we launched, we, we had a lot of help from Faith Baptist Church and Wildemar as well. They came up and and helped uh, pass out tracks and stuff. And Amen. anyway, just uh, all everything leading up to it, we had a lot of people um, saying they were going to come and everything, but still going into that first day is the uh, amazing, uh, wonderful feeling of, is anybody going to show up? Even all the people that told me, but we all know if you've ever been out inviting people to church, who's who actually comes when they say they're going to come, right? So they may promise you the world, but are they going to actually show up? And so um, there is definitely a lot of that going into the first day. And so October 1st was here and the night before couldn't sleep, uh, anything like that. It was, it was pretty bad. And, um, and couldn't really eat or anything. And, and anyway, just praying and trusting God. And, and, and it was amazing. Just all the people, the people that did come, we had um, a lot of people come up from faith Baptist to help. So we had 77 total on our first day, but the true, true count of foundations Baptist was 36 on our first Sunday. And so we had 36 people and two trust Christ uh, on our first Sunday, which was an incredible blessing. And then another blessing would be the second week we had 36 again, 10 of which were, uh, were visitors. So wow. we were able to match that number the second week as well. And then it's dropped a little bit, but not much since then the last few weeks. And so uh, we had a lot of returning people and a few people out of town, but it's just been neat. God's work, the people that he's lined up in our path have been really neat. We had um, one young man who uh, he hasn't been to our church yet, but he's already already gone out sewing with me because uh, he found out that there was an independent Baptist church in his area and uh, here in Rialto. He, he's been going to a free will Baptist church and um, doesn't believe what they believe and doesn't believe you can lose your salvation, doesn't believe, you know, works uh, for salvation, doesn't believe a lot of the things that they believe in. And he, uh, though he had grown up at that church, um, he had also not been taught soul winning or anything else. So he reached out and got our flyer and he wanted to uh, to go out and learn how to go soul winning. And so this past Saturday, we got to go out together. It was such a blessing. We got to see a young man saved um, almost right off the bat. And, uh, and going out with this, this, uh, this guy, he was just, he knew his Bible. He understood a lot of things and, um, but had never been taught how to witness to people. So we got to go out for several hours, uh, this past Saturday and he got to see the whole range of sewing. He got to see from some good solid rejections that we got and some rude people to some really nice people. So he got to sort of see how it all, how it all works. And he wants to come back out and then uh, have another man in our church who wants to go out. He's been, he's come all four weeks of our services and he wants to come out with us as well and learn how to soul in and talk to people and everything. So it's been a blessing. The people that God has laid in our path already. We've had guys who um, we've met in just the perfect timing for um, met at the park and met two brothers who trusted Christ. And that was uh, that day they'd been to two other parks. That was the third park they showed up to. And um, because all the other parks were busy and they were going to try and throw, throw the football around and the perfect timing, they trusted Christ and they had been wondering how to go to heaven. And, and <laughs> story after story, there's been so many people that we've talked to who, um, who have been a part of things and, and they've been, we have had people who are praying for a church uh, to come to Rialto. We've had people who, um, who one, one lady had a, a man from Faith Baptist Church, a, a young man from Faith Baptist Church knock on her door who reminded her, she was uh, older, and uh, reminded her of the guy from a church in LA uh, 40, 50 years ago that used to take her kids to church on a bus. And and then when she found out that we were the same type of church, then she wanted to come. And anyway, just really neat story after story. God's been in it, and we've seen many people saved and trust Christ, and then people returning, and uh, just blessing after blessing. God's been in it every step of the way, and we just can't thank and praise him enough. Awesome, awesome. 
Well, I know you're looking at uh, building a storefront that you can get into so you can add Sunday night and Wednesday night and things too. And and uh, you did not um, take the time to go uh, on deputation. You felt like God wanted you to go right out there. So if somebody hearing this say, hey, boy, we would like to. If churches have some extra mission budget, um, this is not a 20, 30-year mission. This is something that, you know, in a year or so, they believe they can be upfront and um, and self-sufficient. So Brother Tim, if someone would like to help and support you, um, where would they go? If they had questions for you, uh, how could they contact you? Yes, absolutely. If you go to foundationsbaptistchurch.com, um, and then you can also do forward slash give, or you can just go to uh, foundationsbaptistchurch.com and you'll find the give page uh, to give on there. Also, my phone number and email address is on the website as well. So you can reach out, ask me any questions. Um, but yes, we're we're trying to get into a place as soon as possible um, and get out uh, from the school. The school's been good to us, but we're not able to do everything we want to do. It's very limited. And so if there was a way that we could, uh, if, if someone was willing or a church or uh, an individual was willing to support um, each month or even just a one time uh, towards this, uh, we're really looking to get into a more permanent facility and get a lease going with a storefront. Um, got two that we're looking at right now. And so if we had some assistance with that, that would be a huge blessing. And and yeah, even if it was just six, 12 months, that would be a, a huge help to us. Awesome. So for all the multimillionaires listening right now, if they just wanted to buy you a, a church uh, there, would that be okay too? Uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll take that too. We'll find one. Yeah. yeah, we'll find yeah. One. Okay, good. Hey, you have not because you ask not, you know, yep, so, uh, you know, God, I'm sure just touch someone's heart right now. <laughs> so, uh, <Yep. laughs> awesome. Well, this has been great, man. We could do this all night. Uh, thank you people for listening and taking the time to hear this. But Tim, any other thoughts you have, um, about uh, starting a church or anything else that, uh, people need to know or any special prayer requests uh, that you have anything like that before we uh, close this? And just if, if anybody would pray for us, uh, just pray for God to guide us and give us wisdom on the next steps for a building and things like that. And as we add services and just for God to continue to bless, and we definitely need uh, God heavily involved. Uh, we can't do it without him. And so uh, we're just grateful for the support of Family Baptist Church, uh, the support of you and and all that we've had several churches send us and start uh, adding us for support and send us money and one-time gifts and things like that. So we're very grateful for that. It's been a huge blessing. And so, yeah, just continue to pray. We'd appreciate that. Awesome. So um, by the way, you got to see pictures of their families. So you can go in their Facebook account, uh, personal or church or the website. Uh, you got to check out those adorable grandchildren. You know, they are, they're <laughs> awesome. So uh, what do they think about this uh, starting a church for the kids? Uh, I'm sure they're involved. Uh, what do they think? Uh, any special things from the kids uh, uh, from that age, but this is a, an exciting thing to, uh, to do that. Yeah, How are they doing? They're doing good. It's definitely been a transition. You know, they went from uh, being at the same church their whole life, you know, going, especially the older ones, everything had been the same. And then uh, the transition has been from different churches and and all sort of in the in the mix of the move. And so everything has been different. So um, but it has been neat. So uh, with the middle school, the um, the mascot for the middle school is a tiger. And so when we first got in that first Sunday morning, our kids hadn't been in there yet, right? And and inside their multi-purpose room, it looks like it, you know, it sort of looks like a church building. It's it's pretty nice. And um, 
my oldest daughter, Jesslyn, she came in and she was like, daddy, why, why does this, why does this building have a tiger in it? Or why does this church have a tiger in it? And uh, so I was explaining it to her. And then, and then just the other week she was, she made sure to come to me before she's like, are we ever going to get the tiger down from our church? And uh, <laughs> so she, she was very concerned about uh, us having a tiger mascot up there on the wall and on the pulpit and everything. And uh, I was like, well, this is just for now. So Anyway, but it's been very special there in the mornings on Sunday mornings, being able to drive there. And are we going to our church? Are we going to our church? And so it's been really neat and just for them to see. And we're we're just excited for um, as they grow older to be a part of things and to uh, get to be involved and just to show them and tell them how God has worked and and provided for us every step of the way. And it's been a huge blessing. Amen. That's awesome. Well, we look forward to being out there again. Um, I got to preach uh, in a church out in California and we got to go visit them right before they started. And when we're supposed to see a new grandbaby, but the grandbaby wasn't there yet. So uh, we look forward <laughs> to getting out and seeing them again and excited about what you guys are doing. And um, so if you'd like to check it out, support it, foundationsbaptistchurch.com. You can go there, phone number, email, uh, anything that you need and support, a uh, place to be able to give and support. So um, to do that. And uh, if you got any questions, let us know. So, Brother Tim, thanks for what you're doing. Thanks for taking the time, letting everyone know about that. And um, uh, we say, hey, let's save America. We say, hey, we need to start new churches. And then when people do step out by faith to go start new churches, we say, okay, have a good time doing that. <laughs> but it'd be great if everyone just jumped in and said, hey, let's help this. Um, if you got any questions, let me know. Let him know. I promise you it's a good investment and uh, you will get a great return on your investment in heaven. Uh, they're going to they're gonna do the real thing. Win souls, help people live right. Uh, you won't have to worry about that. But Tim, thank you. Uh, we'll thank see you, you and talk to you next time. Thanks for being here. And everyone, thanks for being here at the Fundamental Baptist Podcast. God bless and take care. Thank you for listening to the Fundamental Baptist Podcast. If you have any questions, you can email us at thefundamentalbaptistpodcast at gmail.com.